The Old Testament reading according to the prophet Malachi chapter 3. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. And they will bring offerings and righteousness to the Lord. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old as in former years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hired worker in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, against those who thrust aside the sojourner. And do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? This is the word of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is the Gospel or the Old Testament, which you have heard read. I will just reread the first part. Behold, I send my messenger to prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? Thus far, our text. I think it's probably safe to say that compared to God, Man is very impatient. We want things right now. We don't want to wait 400 years for the fulfillment of a prophecy. In fact, you will probably remember back in the year of 2000, somewhere right around November 8th, we had a presidential election Well, we thought we had a presidential election. I should probably qualify that by saying we had a vote for a president in an election. But we didn't find out the results that day as we normally would. In fact, it took, if memory serves me right, 35 days before we knew who was going to be the new president of the United States of America. And we were all quite impatient. And if you can believe it, even the media was impatient. And they were hoping 
that somehow we would have an election and we would have a new president. Well, that's only 35 days. How about trying on 400 years? For that's probably about, you know, roughly, give or take, a few years here and there. When Malachi was moved by the Holy Spirit to proclaim this prophecy. He said, Behold, I send my messenger to prepare the way before me. So you think, wow, he's going to be here immediately. No, not immediately. It's going to be a while. God does things very orderly. He lets us know that something big is coming. For thousands of years now, the people of Israel have been waiting for this promised Messiah to come. But God keeps gently and methodically preparing them for the day that his son, the Messiah, would appear on the earth. He said, I will send my messenger before him. So he will announce that the Messiah is about to arrive. Now some of you, maybe not too many of you, but you've heard of this if you didn't see it yourself. Now like when my father was a boy, that was in the early 1900s, before the circus came to town, a messenger went before it announcing that the circus is about to arrive. Well, it wasn't really a messenger like John the Baptist. It was some sort of steam engine called a calliope. And it blew out steam and whistles blew and it made noise and steam went up in the air and it looked like smoke and it putted along from town to town to town to let the children know that the circus is about to arrive. When I mentioned this once, now this is probably a couple of years ago, when I mentioned this back about 2000 to our congregation, it was in Bible class, one of the men who was a very quiet gentleman and didn't ever have much to say, he just lit up and his face started to glow and his mouth started to open and he told the whole room about the Calliope and how he remembered it as a boy. He was so excited about that, for it came announcing the circus was about to come to your town. And of course, the kids were delighted. Well, the Lord didn't send a Calliope before his son, but he sent a preacher. And the preacher was a little bit unusual. As you know, he came with long hair, a beard, dressed in camel's clothing, leather skins, and he was a dynamic, powerful preacher. And he was preaching a message of repentance. Repent of your sins and prepare yourselves for the coming Messiah. And the Lord blessed John and his preaching. And the scriptures say that all the territory around Jerusalem came out to hear him. 
There'd be hundreds, probably thousands of people came out day after day after day into the wilderness to hear this man preach. And he preached, like they said of Jesus too, but John did this too. He preached not like the rabbis of the day. I mean, he had substance to his preaching. And he had conviction. And he knew the truth. And he proclaimed it. And he told the people, I mean, he minced no words with them. Repent of your sins. Turn from your sinful ways. Turn to the one and only true God. And look for the coming of his son. Repent. Behold, the Lord says, I am sending my messenger before me. And here he came, preaching. And the people came out and listened to him. And then, lo and behold, one day, the promised Messiah stepped onto the scene. And Malachi says that when he comes, who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand in appearance before him? For he is like a refiner's fire, like a fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi, and they refine them like gold and silver, till they present right offerings to the Lord. How is he going to do this? How is he going to make the silver pure again? How is he going to clean the dross out of the gold? How is he going to make God's people pure that they might stand before him? Well, isn't like maybe people thought he was going to do. In fact, he did something that nobody in the world had a clue. To purify the sons of Levi... He was going to take their sins to his own body. He was going to be responsible for their lives. These sinful lives that the Lord says needs to be leveled out and the potholes filled up and the valleys and canyons. And he was going to do this by giving his own life. He was going to become responsible for their sins, each and every individual. He was taking all of their sins into his own body, and he was going to give his life on the cross. A sweet-smelling sacrifice to his father for the sins of the world. One righteous man was going to bear the sins of all the unrighteous people that they, in turn, might become righteous before God our Father. That is how he is going to purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. Nobody could have dreamt this up. Nobody had any clue how he was going to do it. But he has done it in our stead. He has taken all of your sins, everything, 
your entire life. And he has paid the debt for those by giving his life, satisfying the Father's wrath against sin, rebellion, unbelief, that we might have forgiveness and that certain hope of eternal life. This is how our Lord Jesus Christ purified the Levites, the sons of Levi, by giving his own blood in our stead that we might be declared the sons of Levi purified. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. And when he comes, he's going to rescue his people. He's going to rescue them from sin, Satan, and eternal damnation by giving his life that we might have life and have it eternally. Thanks be to God for sending his son, Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace that passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.